0: This is gonna be chapter one, and it's gonna come out. I'm sure, just like a teaching and introduction to to testimonies of what happened in my family line with sickness and stuff. For people who are, so I'm just gonna introduce it on here, okay? For people who are listening or heard the last four podcasts, it was I talked about um, killing a lot of leaders. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> talked crap on a lot of leaders. <laughs> I had more crap to talk today. What if that comes out? I started getting mad about some stuff yesterday, actually. I wanted to, yeah. Oh, God. Let's not turn this into this. Okay. Yeah, let's stick to the topic or else I'm going to start going on a tangent. <laughs> I get the opportunity of just a mic and we go south real quick. Um, yeah. In the last four podcasts, I shared a lot of a healing testimony, a really huge healing testimony that could bust up a lot of theologies and a lot of ways that certain um scriptures have been the word's not translated I always mess up those words what's the word not translated interpret it I always say translated instead of interpretation it's interpret interpreting certain scriptures and the way it's been twisted how I've been twisted by a lot of these doctrines and certain theologies like we're either no one teaches that God heals or it's so based on your faith and your revelation that God's a healer and it's all about you and what you do to receive it because it's already been done and how that gets so twisted, how it really messed me up. And so I'm going to give the background to the to the sickness in my family, which certain people who follow my ministry already know this, especially if you got the set free book, but because this has to be laid out and understanding something like this bringing revelation and just help for people who have stood with sickness or watched a lot of death and been taught different things and don't understand whether they see God as a healer not a healer or they believe he's a healer but for some reason he doesn't heal them how do we work through all these things and and what are the things that have been like twisted up inside of us um towards God because of it like how has it changed our view and our care uh, towards his character and this is going to be the first chapter of giving the background to my family line. So, that's I want to introduce it going back to my great grandma. I've dealt with inner healing this way because of the emotional torment that my family was in and I could always teach inner healing super easy and teach that part of being generational and god healing that but physical healing i just never touched because my mom died my sister died and i never got healing until just recently this past year so i never touched on it and now i'm realizing this needs to become full circle and that can also be introduced too in the first chapters just that i've dealt with a lot of the inner healing aspects and the mental stuff but what i found out is a lot of the mental stuff comes out physically and that's what it did for me is hundred percent the the trauma and the pain that I went through it got um, ingrained in organs and inside your body and it ends up hurting you and it's more than just your mind and so I'm gonna go back to my great-grandma which was my mom my dad's my dad's grandma hit my dad's grandpa was a Freemason and I think he must have been a piece of work because he locks up his wife, which is my grandma Helen, in a psych ward in her 30s. And he claimed it was automatic handwriting and like, I don't know if it was schizophrenia. It was, it was, a, it was psychiatric issues. And he puts her in there and then he marries her best friend and doesn't let his, my grandpa, my dad's dad, visit her before she dies. Um, and she ended up becoming pretty mentally ill. There's a lot of records of her having these um, psychiatric issues and probably similar to my mom's schizoaffective disorder, schizophrenia and probably similarities with bipolar. And then she dies of a heart issue in her 30s on October 5th. And then you go down to my grandma ends up going mental, which this is my dad's mom. She gets mental probably in her 60s and 70s. And it ends up turning into Alzheimer's, but it started out way before that of her just getting really weird. She, I remember her eating baby food, she stopped eating, she started seeing lots of um, it's not delusions when you see hallucinations, hallucinations. yeah. So she started having tons of hallucinations, and I remember when it, it started beginning for her, and then years later it turned into Alzheimer's and, and she died of it. And before this, you know, my mom. Who's not even in this bloodline. This is a very interesting thing people need to understand when you're dealing with generational stuff. It doesn't just mean a bloodline. There was something spiritually that happened to my mom. She wasn't even in this family line, yet she picked up similar, she had similarities to my dad's grandma. And then hit my dad's mom. There is certain spiritual alignments that I know happen because when you marry, you come into covenant and there's things that you can just well, I know this because of sleeping with a demon-possessed dude. Like what it did to me from just coming by making covenant in that way with a man of how that you access things in the spirit realm, the torment that can come on people. People even understood this and put together what happens to your physical body is so much bigger. It's I mean there's so much that is going in in through your that's from my, your mind, it's from trauma, it's from spiritual alignments. It can come from I mean, in this, I have no idea fully where, why my mom had picked up similarities to someone who wasn't even in her bloodline and ends up getting diagnosed schizoaffective disorder. And then they think it ends up being potentially a brain tumor. Um, so what happens with my mom then marries my dad He says he never saw it, but the videos I saw, I saw depression on her years before. I think she had depression for many years. I just think, unfortunately, sometimes men are blind to this stuff and don't see it, and I think she had depression for a long time, and then it turned into psychotic episodes and, you know, eventually leads to her committing suicide. And. The OBGYN, the doctor, gets reports back that there were issues with her hormones. But by the time he finds it, it's too late. And there's potential that it was something on her pituitary. So, for me, I see a lot of examples with my mom. I see that there were spiritual issues, emotional issues. There was demonizing going on. I know she was a part of a call only for six months. I mean, she didn't get really into it. But it was universal mind science. And it was before... She became a Christian when she was searching for stuff. Did it have to do with that? I have no idea. I know that demons are tricky. I know that the way they work when we don't, we're blind to it and we blame everything on God and we're only going to doctors, we're not seeking other kinds of help, then we're going to get deceived by some of that stuff. And I think there was a lot more going on with my mom. But her hormonal issue was clearly a problem because it was bad enough to where it would look like she had a tumor on her pituitary, which then later in life, you know, I have not the tumor, but I had all the symptoms that I would have had the brain tumor basically. Um, so there you have that happen with my mom, pastors, pastor's wife, no one ever prayed healing for her. No one dealt with spiritual warfare. I'm sure the prayers for my mom were like, if it's God's will, um, would you heal her type of prayers, which a lot of people in Reformed denomination say it like it is, that's how they pray. They pray if it's your will, God, if it's your will. And they think it's like such heresy if you claim something is his will. Um, because things in scripture, you know, the hidden will versus his clear His clear will. But it seems that there's a lot of scripture that you can actually declare and pray over, pray over someone um, that they're just not doing because they pray that way. And I think that was probably the way that she was she was prayed for and it never being dealt with. So then two years after my mom commits suicide, then my sister diagnosed with neuroblastoma. Here's an interesting thing about neuroblastoma. That's gonna that's a cancer of the nervous system. A lot of people think it's in the brain, but no, hers was in the lymph nodes of, of her neck. And in when it's in the nervous system, what happens Cancer what I saw happen for my sister like when her boyfriend would cheat on her her Tumors would double in size overnight. So what does that like show me? I saw straight in front of my face how your emotions affect your body and How there could be disease that grew in her body everyone the doctors say this is true, right Where that? Um, there's cancer cells in everyone's body, right? And it's that something could happen that makes it actually grow into a tumor, but everyone has those types of cells. Yeah, maybe like abnormal cells. Okay. maybe. Hopefully I'm not, I feel like maybe, hopefully I'm not making something up, but there's maybe abnormal cells or something that has the potential. And I remember doctors actually saying that they think that from her trauma of not dealing with my mom's death, that it, because of it being of the nervous system, made the tumors grow. Correct me if I say weird medical crap in this, okay? I start just talking out of my butt. You're like, Sarah, that's not true. I mean, yeah, I I mean, I I start doing stuff like that. No, it's probably, yeah, like abnormal cells. Like, yeah. Abnormal cells that can start to. For people on this podcast, I have someone in here who's a physical therapist and has a doctor, and her dad was a doctor. So, (laughs) (laughs) my brother's a doctor, but he doesn't teach me anything learned nothing of this from him. <laughs> um, and they said that. And the, another thing they thought was potential, which I don't think this is true, was environmental. Because where we lived in Harbor City when she was a kid were by some places. I don't know if it was gas places, but it had a lot of stuff in the air, and they, were, and they thought that maybe that was what caused it. I remember hearing that at one point, which I am sure that's... To me, I 100% believe... Well, first of all it was demonic it was um, demonic generational crap on my family beyond my understanding but I also know it was emotional and it was trauma and I know that the fact she never dealt with my mom's death and the fact that my family swept it under the rug and just pretended like my mom was gone now you have a new woman in your life and you're never allowed to talk about her anymore and that's how we were treated with my mom's death so what that does to like a child emotionally for people hearing this and trying to understand physical sickness illness that if you don't emotionally help your child walk through that because you don't know how to do it yourself because you have your own problems from your past guess what there is probably physical stuff that's going to come up for you oh uh oh <laughs> it's <was> going to start starting <laughs> to get it there's going to be physical problems that You potentially already have in your body as a parent not knowing that you didn't deal with certain things you might have migraines based on this stuff um, and you might have stomach sickness I know that grief I believe 100% grief is carried in the neck and the stomach um, because those were my biggest biggest issues that got so infected but you're also gonna maybe see your child have it I hear parents tell me how their kids have crazy anxiety um, as a child, and then I find out that the parent has it too, and they just think, "Oh, this is, ju- this is just a problem." No, it's not. No, that is not just a problem. That is deeper. That is spiritual. That is emotional. There's more going on there. So parents need to understand how to cover their children. Understand these things. So, am I talking too fast? Are you already lo- <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> do I need to slow down? Try. No, it's fine. It's it's recorded. I know, but okay, yeah. But I don't need you to have to listen to this. Is I know it's too much. Can't I can't (laughs) if I talk slow. I'm just gonna end up being like and, and I won't be able to say anything. Um. So then, my sister has the neuroblastoma, and we see it grow at certain events later in her life we see it double in size it would get really big when a guy would do something really bad to her Um, I remember watching it just pop out of her neck literally overnight Um, and I think that's just things that are in in the body that are are from emotions and people are not dealing with the actual emotions behind it and so I think that the I know the majority of my ministry has been dealing with inner healing addressing the inner healing aspect of it And then now we need to address the physical. And I think that's now what God's going to show me how to do for people. Because I know how to deal with the heart issue. And I dealt with my own heart issues. But yet I never could get to the reason why the physical stuff just never went away. So then my sister dies of it after having it for 11 years. She dies of it when she's 20. No one ever prayed for her to have healing. Isn't that the craziest thing you ever heard? No one ever prayed for her to be healed. I heard prayers if it was God's will. Would he heal her? That was it. And then her taken to, you know, taken to famous people like Benny Hinn and Mario Merlo and hoping for healing and all of that. Um, then her dying and then sickness coming on me. Never manifesting into something that I mean I guess it tried to through suicide you know that it would drive me into attempts but never to cancer but I had all the all the things so now I want to break down I'm doing that in chapter two hold on chapter two is I'm gonna go into how it comes through yeah those traumas and stuff like that okay so i'm going to give more detail on the physical stuff i went through and things i think it was affiliated to and then this is going to go into chapter two breaking down first of all what is what's emotional what's spiritual what's demonic um what's things like that okay So, chronic pain started for me as a teenager in my neck and in my back and my wrist. So, it would go down to like, um, I mean, they said I had, what is it called? What's it called? Arthritis in my neck. Bulging. I had one bulging disc. They said my neck was curved the opposite way. But they first started with diagnosing me with fibromyalgia. That was it. I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia at like 16 and carpal tunnel. I had severe carpal tunnel. Severe. I mean, if people knew how bad carpal tunnel can get, it's horrible. I had to wear wrist braces, sleep with my hands on pillows, and get injections into them because I was a waitress and a hairstylist, so it was horrible. They did the surgery. The surgery didn't work. Um and so then they started treating it from the neck. That didn't work either. My carpal tunnel was actually the only thing that was healed in a prayer. That was the only thing and it was years later my late 20s with the pastor in my church in Tulsa and they my wrists were getting really bad and I was trying to do hair out there and he prayed for me one day and it and it left and that was crazy because that's like the only time I've ever had an actual healing that stayed. And that was my carpal tunnel. So I had that. Then it was the neck. So I got treated. They were treating me with pain, pain doctors, physical therapy, injections, um, and opiates this is how I was treated with it for many years before I went into homeopathic treatments for it. So none of that stuff would work. Then they were, um, then stomach issues began, what, in my 20s? There's a purpose to give all these details in the book, right? Because I'll break it down in the next chapter of what I think emotionally was going on with some of that stuff and what happens. And how you're in, you know what I mean? So that people who have this stuff and understand like that, that there can be a full body healing to everything when you deal with the, the root causes of this stuff. But then, yeah. Yeah, they There's, just, they need to know how bad your body was. Right, because that's what people don't know. They just right. hear me like kind of say it, but because I look so normal and act like I don't have it or didn't have it, people mm-hmm. don't actually believe it, knew it was like how severe it really was. So then stomach issues started, and I believe stomach 100% started from grief and tons of drugs. So I think the the drug addiction first of all that's gonna harm a body so you have people who live these crazy lives younger in their teenage years they're they're older and sickness manifests is manifesting on them and they're treating it with just medical stuff having no idea that like there's a root the root cause goes back to like the childhood the childhood stuff which I'm gonna get into in the second chapter of how do we how can we tr- figure out some of these things and you know how do you go after them with inner healing but then how do we know that a true healing from God is a perfected healing and that's what I'm going to go after when I deal with the doctrines of this which this is just giving a background okay um then the the major stomach issues started in my 20s and got worse and worse and worse so doctors started testing me they wanted to do so much testing i stopped it because i knew there was no point so then they just diagnosed it ibs with which i just want to say to people who have diagnosed fibromyalgia ibs which my brother tells me is mainly females females he says always and they always have low pain tolerance he says they whine a lot you said that too right those was it (laughs) that they have and i can say this because i was diagnosed with all those The problem is the scientific stuff has gotten better for those now, but I still don't trust the scientific background to fully proving IBS and fibromyalgia because back in the day, that was a label doctors gave for being confused. So if a person had tons of pain, which I did all over my body, they couldn't figure out how to treat it. Oh, she's got fibromyalgia. That's just the way they try to label me. Then, oh, my stomach. Oh, you just have IBS. And we can't, this is why I tell people, don't take like a doctor's diagnosis and just like label yourself that and just think that now this is what I have and I have to work around it. And there's so much more stuff to the and I get it if it's cancer and it's something that is scientifically proven. That's a hundred percent what you have. When, but when it's these things, when it is really hard to get to a root of it and understand it, that's when I think there's such deeper seeds. There's either demons there. There's either um, you know just stuff from your past there's your mind, think, victim people who want to have a problem and want to be in pain because it gives them attention. You know me. I'm gonna go on attention. <laughs> you can add this. How many people are sick because like they like the attention of it? Like if you get something from your spouse because you manipulate through you, someone feeling bad for you, you'll actually give it to yourself because you aligned with a demon. Oh, that's good. That's a good point. <laughs> because of what they get from it. So I think there's so many people actually who... You might have something that's not as bad as you think it is, but your pain tolerance is so low and you're victim. And you like to like... It gives you something that you feed and engage a sickness worse than it could actually be if you shifted your mind towards it. Like how did I have the ability... To write three books and three curriculums, go to Bible school, be a hairstylist, and live that sick for that many years. Like, it's your mind. It's a person's mind. Like, it's a willpower of, like, overriding your body. Your Like, to me, I was convinced my body would not control me. That's why I worked out like a psycho. Because I didn't. I was like, my body is not going to cripple me. And people's minds allows their body to cripple them. Is this good for you mm-hmm. writing right now? Is this working? sure people listening we're trying this out because I don't want to write anymore I don't like writing (laughs) and if I have to write more books which I know if I'm already on book five we're learning a new way of doing this so people are gonna listen to this train wreck there's some people that will just listen because they'll find me interesting at some point even if I'm rambling um what was I saying what did I say what was the last thing um people's own toxic crap makes them sick Yeah, and how you were able to function at a high level even though you were sick because you could shift your mind towards it. Right, and so people's mind to overriding some of those things while they're waiting whatever God's going to work out in their life, you know, in believing that he's faithful no matter what. which I'm going to go after this. The The next podcasts are going to be really good when I go after doctrines and I go after the roots of these. This is just such a, the basics of it. So after I did all those types, then you go into homeopathic. Here's what I want to address with homeopathic treatment. I ended up with homeopathic treatment because I was desperate and doctors couldn't help. And so I stopped with doctors because all they did is drugged me and I never, I never Got, they never were able to diagnose me with something that was actually legit, and so then, oh wait, other stuff. I had migraines that were probably from my neck, from, also from hormones. So they, you could never find the root of my migraines, and chronic sinus stuff and chronic lung issues, probably from smoking. Well, I know from smoking for so many years, um, and I had to have sur- and I had surgery for that. I had surgery for the sinus stuff, which never fixed. Um, the migraines and the pain that they were trying to address. and I had that in my early twenties led me into homeopathic. Here's the thing with people who homeopathic treatment for your sickness the 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 issue with homeopathic certain things is there's witchcraft in it. The only reason I don't warn like crazy with people who I see doing homeopathic because you probably have so much witchcraft already in your closet. That you doing homeopathic witchcraft doesn't really matter <laughs> and there's no point to address it I only address witchcraft things in people's lives if there's a reason mm-hmm. because you've cleaned out your closet of other stuff and you need to clean that out too if you already have a dirty closet I'm not gonna address the treatment that you're doing or the yoga training that you're doing which is what people will do so when you get into homeopathic I was doing muscle testing um, What are they? You probably don't even know. There's some scans they do, like some bio scans, something like that. I had those done. Some scans they did. And energy stuff. They did. I mean, I had such, if you knew the witchcraft, I told you some of the stuff I was given, right? Like my little chiropractor in a bottle filled with energy. If you put it on you, it'll move um, your muscle and vertebrae. I have it. I'll show you it. Yeah. (laughs) I was given crazy crazy stuff this guy tried to give me a rock that you like put in your bra to keep stuff away and he's a, he's in orange county he goes to a church he's a Christian guy I went to oh thought he was gosh. christian full blown and I was so not aware of how witchcraft what it was that I was like blown away that this little energy bottle moved and it adjusted my neck. you put it on the back of your neck and he 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 energy put energy things in it. I don't even know how it makes sense. I'm not kidding you. How he did it, I don't get it. But it was some sort of a, you know how they work with energy and they say like her whole body is full of energy. The homeopathic people are that's how they're doing the muscle testing, and you can put your hand on these scans and they like read your energy. Yeah, don't make fun of me. Don't make fun of that. I would do that. I was this close. I'm just trying to understand it. (laughs) I I don't think I fully. Get it? Remember what it was too. But people do homeopathic and are aware of Reiki, muscle testing, the energy work that they do. Know exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and there's some crazy stuff that they do that other people in science, like my brother, would hysterically laugh at me if he. I think I told him that. So, yeah, I'd just be getting made fun of that I was even trying. But when you get desperate, you'll try anything, I right? And so, this guy was really well known. He's super expensive to go to. Um, he's, he's total witchcraft. He could read you in two seconds, and it blew my mind how he could do that. And I hadn't, I almost had started my ministry. It was probably the first year I moved back here. So, I was about to start my ministry. He was able to help my stomach improve probably 50%, and then it stopped. But he could read me through muscle testing. So, he did tons of, he did the muscle testing, he gave me a lot of the energy stuff. Um, and I, and I fell forward and, you know, I think that's part of my experience. God wanted me to walk through stuff like this so I could understand it and help, help other people who get desperate and go to, go to these things. But, um, so I went to that guy, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars till I finally stopped. I had to have been spending $800, I mean, six to $800 on him a month with herbs, appointments, weird bottles of energy. That bottle of energy cost me 120 bucks. And it's called Chiropractor in a Bottle. I have to show it. I feel like it's somewhere in my apartment. I'll I'll have to pull that one out. Um, Okay, then I did, oh, and Chiropractor started in my early 20s. Thousands of dollars on chiropractors. They helped a little bit. They had their whole diagnosis of my neck and got completely confused on why they couldn't help it, why it wouldn't stay, and nothing would work, and I would never get better. Or I mean, how many people know that when you're sick, if one person fixes you, as soon as you get sick, you go back again to them repetitively, 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 right? And that gets you in the kind of like a hamster wheel. It's the same thing in healing ministry. You get one thing from a minister, like a healing, or like for me, if someone gets an inner healing from from me, that repetitively come, want to come back. And that's where God blocks me and doesn't let people do that to me because he, he needs to be the God. And that's the problem that we have in ministries is that, because something worked of that minister or peer do work. That they got a deliverance or healing. We're having people that continue to return, return, return. And think that that person's the answer. And God's just going to let that person fail fail in front of you. And and that's what we're going to watch happen. Is watch these people start failing. Because we can't keep returning. Because it's just not going to work any longer. Um, it's not the full healing that God, God has for us. So. Um, okay. That's gonna be I w- that is that enough um for the first as a background, and then I want to go. If you have any questions, then I'm gonna. I want to go. How that was only thirty minutes. I want to go into. Wait, what is this? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So how did the healing begin? This is going to be in the first chapter. That was it, right? I'm going to introduce that. I'm going to introduce. I'm going to introduce. Your healing testimony next, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the only thing that you. Does that make sense to go into this for the first one? is This is going to be a lame podcast or no? No, I mean, it's going to be helpful for me because I, yeah, I, I'm not able to get everything down. It'll be helpful for you, but is it going to be helpful for others to be put public? Why am I supposed to put this public? It feels so lame. It doesn't feel interesting at all. It feels like it's what everybody knows in my life. I, I everybody. always say it. Oh, there's maybe <laughs> more details. There's maybe a little bit more details in this. Well, this isn't being recorded. Just oh. so <laughs> I stopped it. Here, I'll pause this. Um, then, going into, then how the healing begins for me. If I'm, I had all those treatments. I was doing all of those. And with people who are doing homeopathic and stuff like that, Like I completely understand and actually some of that stuff totally works but when it comes to the the witchcraft type stuff which is going to be uh the muscle testing reiki energy work certain chinese medicine and you wonder what i'm referring to it's because it's found in a false religion the person who's doing those things and and um working with those things they're 100 percent going to be tapped into certain demonic spirits especially reiki and a lot of people want to be like, oh no, just because it worked for them or they don't want to believe that. Just don't be blind to those things because um, it's 100% real and that's exactly what's going on and you may have had it work for you and there's reasons that it works for you. I, refer, I talked about this in the in the past podcast of what you have going on in the spirit realm. If you want to understand that, go listen to other stuff that I, that I talk on. Um, And I can break that down really hardcore why that stuff is is working and and there are things though that are totally fine Totally fine to do. I'm just gonna tell you that there's certain things that that's what they found in I do know though that God will use those things and still help people with it Um, Doesn't mean I'm giving like a full approval to go do Reiki as as to help you not Reiki I really don't like Reiki Um, but I do know certain things with muscle, like I have just, I have a friend who's in ministry and I know what she was doing and God, God told me she's allowed to do it. And there was some stuff God was going to use. And so there's stuff with that. I'm not super hardcore legalistic with those things, but I am going to, I am going to tell you what you're opening up to if you want to know. And if you ever were to come to me to get ministry and you're doing that, um, I won't continue to do ministry for people with, uh, if they want, if they want deliverance with witchcraft and they want to stay in yoga, I won't, I won't do deliverance for you. And the reason why is because you're keeping a door open. And if you want freedom from generational things that, that you cannot be doing those things in your life, a demon will come back in through it. That's just what it is. And I know what I'm talking about, and that's what's going to happen, and, and I won't continue to minister to people who who don't listen when I tell you, you got to stop with that if you're wanting deliverance from certain things. So that's all I'm going to say to that. Not against homeopathic, but there are certain things depending on your family line that you you 100% shouldn't be doing, and you're going to probably certain things that did get healing. If you were to have breakthrough in another area, that healing that got healing from something like homeopathic such as reiki muscle testing energy work stuff like that it will come back in it's going to come back in on you and the reason why is because it wasn't a deliverance from god and it wasn't a healing from god it was a demon communicating with a demon just saying it bluntly go listen to abide (laughs) it's my only advice because i I don't want to get into this right now Mm. but i feel like that should needs to be in the book some of that maybe not to that but just that there are certain healings they are not going to be able to keep and they think they got healed from it and they didn't it was it was something that was used by the technician of what they're operating in and will suck you in to continue to go to them and will cause deception and it also opened the person up into hearing different voices as well towards things that they think is God because they did this type of work um, and when I say work I'm, I'm I'm referring to energy work so it would be people who I'm um, not just attending a, a a yoga class although if I did deliverance on you for witchcraft stuff and I tell you not to do that because you've generational stuff and you go back to yoga a yoga class i I won't continue minister for you either so then that's not yoga training because that's an access point. Now, when I'm talking about yoga training, yoga training is, is going to be a really big one for people that get into, to do healing. I know people who go who got into yoga training for their own personal healing. Um, and you're demonized, just letting you know. people aren't going to get freedom unless they want, unless they want to know truth and and let's be honest with with uh what's and, uh you can stay people can stay in ignorance in order to get what feels good or what they think is but if you want real true healing of God then you need to know these things because this is going to keep you as a reentry point for demonic spirits um so this is this needs to be um so people doing Doing those types of things for healing. That's the one thing I just want to say. Withstanding for God. um, And wanting him to heal you in a perfected way. Like I'm going to teach and talk about. And what's going to be in this book of understanding what that looks like. These things have to be removed out of your life. Um, These things that is a pursuit of something higher than him. And you're not knowing that's what it is because you don't know what it's found in. And you don't know that, um, you don't understand what's behind it in the spirit realm. If you want to fully know God in, in, in a healing way of his fullness and truth, then these doors have to be shut. And I'm just going to say that because you're not going to, you won't, you won't get a full healing from, you won't be able to because you're going to, you're gonna keep re-op- you're gonna keep reopening stuff um you have to have all those idols removed and you would understand that it's an idol until you know it's something that you're repetitively going to for help um that is that is found in a false religion or if you're someone who's um, doing something like studying new age, studying yoga training, studying any of those things, then I'm just gonna be bluntly honest with you, you will not be able to see a fullness of God's healing in your body because of those access points to demons. And that's just what it is because a demon will come back into an area that God wants to perfect and heal and will falsely manifest that sickness on you. Oh, that's good. That's what they do. And they can't, and demons a hundred percent can do that just like they can falsely manifest a deliverance. I do on someone get them free of depression and then a month later it comes back in and the demons tempting them to to take it back and believe and open that point and a lot of people still do it and they engage it again they believe it's there and the demon started with falsely manifesting something that was not wasn't it didn't have the ability to be the stronghold it was before let's put it like that because I was able to either break that that power it had over you, uh, shut the door through inner healing, shut the door through your emotions, your mindsets, and then it'll come back and tempt you. And this is where we have deception, which I'm going to go into later within the doctrine of losing your healing. Because we have to separate deliverance from a perfected healing. Those are two different things, but deliverance does cause healing. So I'm going to work through that later. Um, all right. So that's that's a huge so that's good that came out. That has to be in the first chapter dealing with that. They cannot be doing those things if they want to when you're standing for healing from from God you, you cannot be keeping those door doorways open of new age stuff, um false religions, those types of practices. All right. God had me stop going to a chiropractor So I went in debt, $1,000 in debt with chiropractors because here's how these types of things in the world will give you, help you feel better and then keeps pulling you back and then the enemy uses it. Mine was chiropractor. So because chiropractors helped me in my early 20s a lot with my neck and I started to feel better and get better that when I end up at Bible school and I'm out there and I get worse and worse and worse with my neck that I was going to the chiropractor all the time and I went so much in debt and it and the enemy was using it to like steal money from me and exhaust me. And when God told me, he told me at 34, 33, when I moved back here, I felt him say I had, I need to stop with chiropractors. And that was like the hardest thing because it was almost an addiction to me because I was so afraid of the pain coming back. And when it would come back and I knew that they were able to help at some point that I figured he was going to heal me. And that was my test of faith. We have to understand we can't like box God in that he's, if you do this, he has to do that, blah, blah, blah. He wanted me free from losing all my money to the chiropractors. That was what he wanted me free of because I didn't get healed from after that. I was just as bad and got worse after that, yet he wouldn't. He did not want me going to chiropractors because the enemy was using it. And I had to tap into God's grace for those years until God finally healed my neck this past year. And then that, Okay, so now I'm going to give a story of a healing and it coming back in. Should we put this in the first? I have I have a couple of my neck being delivered and healed, and then it comes back six months later. I should have that in my testimony right before I go into the healing starting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is another thing that'll get confusing. A perf- This is what I was talking about. A perfected healing versus like um. A deliverance. I had two really big healings on my neck in Tulsa one i came under my neck issue horrible horrible the doctor i was in urgent care all the time out there because i just couldn't move my head wouldn't be able to lift my arms like it would get so bad and my and i had to do hair like it was so just awful and so they they you know they give me pain pills all the time or um benzos to relax my muscles and do and do stuff like that and somas which are really really strong those medications so I was going into like a really deep depression, and then I had other stuff happening at the same time, and I went over to a girlfriend's house of mine, and she prayed, and she wasn't even gifted in deliverance at all. This girl was so sheltered. This was my the roommate I had in the beginning that moved back and lived in another apartment, and I went to her house, and she just started praying something, and a demon manifested on me, was on my neck, was causing the depression, and I fall over and something rolls up my back and rolls up the spine and then adjusts my neck and it clicks back into place. And I mean, I know it was like an angel or Holy Spirit just fully adjusted my neck and removed whatever the demon, the spirit was causing on my body. and. I went back into the chiropractor the next day and every day my neck was out all the time I was repetitively going in for the pain and I told her what happened she was Christian and she said you know the healing from God are always the best she goes your your neck is perfectly aligned right now so I knew that God had actually done it and what happens with stuff like that you can have your body retrace the muscles retrace so you get a lot worse afterwards because of what how bad your body was out so I get really really bad for like three days Then it's perfect and it lasts for six months. That was like the most amazing, life-changing six months. It was so awesome. I remember I was able to go back in the gym with doing push-ups and doing all these things. Six months later, I'm sitting in my hair salon. I hadn't opened any doors. I had not done any sin. I hadn't done anything that would have opened me up to why this happened. I'm just sitting in my hair salon in a shooting pain comes on my body from the top of my head and goes down my entire spine and locks me. And I mean, it had to have just been a spirit. I mean, what do you do with that? I hadn't done anything. There's no reason why it came back on me six months later out of the blue and everything came back on me and started up again. And that stuff would torment me because I felt like I did something wrong. What did I do? Why did it come back? So then I start fighting And getting so crazy every day I was waking up running around my apartment yelling fasting until 3 o'clock every day like trying to get it off of me trying to get the healing back and this is this is why I want to write this book is because there's so much of like a thing in that of us working and fighting for something and can I give an understanding to why all I know is that now that the healing actually is took in place in my body in a totally different way. I just look back at those things so much different of the vulnerabilities that my past made my body almost like a landing strip to demonic warfare on these areas that were like infected. Does that make sense? Like, How I saw infected areas of my body was my stomach and my neck from trauma in my past. From abuse, from drug addiction. And they were areas that you can't just say, oh, it's just a spirit doing that to you. Like the trauma in my life caused issues there. But then it made me susceptible to warfare together with it. So you have the physical issue that was there. And then I had spirits that somehow. And I don't fully understand how that works, I couldn't tell you a scripture of, I mean, if God showed me one day, I can just tell you this is my experience. This is how physical pain has happened for me. There was demons involved, spirits involved, but then there are also just physical issues and they would make it worse. So it came back on me and I had it happen two, two or three healings. I had God literally adjust my neck multiple times in Oklahoma with just a spirit coming on me in my apartment, adjusting it and me being healed and me being better for a few months and then it starting again. And I mean, what do you do with that? I don't know. I don't know what you do with it. I didn't know what to do with it either. <laughs> That's just what would happen to me. And then, yeah. So it was just like, sometimes it would, he just do, randomly do it. And then, and I think it was just the journey. I think this is because God wants me to teach healing differently to people. And I had to walk this out it to help other people not have to To do it the same way that that I had to do it and get understanding quicker. Am I saying, am I doing good for you right now for your typing? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to listen to all of it and make it, like, yeah. Okay, well, you know you can stop me because I'm just sitting here talking to, like, the TV. (laughs) You know, just rambling. Like, who am I talking to? I'm just talking. You're typing, so it makes me feel better like something's working. (laughs) just stop me you gotta ask a question about that is that good yeah i don't think i'll be able to ask questions and and type okay just keep am i fine doing your thing okay i'll I'll fix it all later yeah you're good okay okay it's all being recorded yeah and uh who, who whatever weirdo wants to listen to this as a podcast i'm just kidding so weird anyone who's listening to this and never heard my other teachings I'm a lot better in the other podcasts. <laughs> go back to like some other ones like abide or living in freedom just don't think this is my best teaching ability because I'm literally just sitting here rambling <laughs> okay <laughs> it's so funny how easy I can just talk like no thing I'm literally staring at a blank tv just talking like what am I doing okay Okay, so then, okay, I'm going to give an introduction to the, then my healing starting. So all of those were my experiences with, with healing, not understanding, getting when I have been laid out by healing ministers. So they called up healing lines. Oh my gosh, this has happened to me so many times. And I think because I get hit by the Holy Spirit healing took place so many people think this stuff you think that just because like power hits you because that person's anointed for healing that you should have gotten the healing and it's your fault that you didn't get it because you're receiving it from them from their faith that's just a load of crap I'll break that down later I'm gonna do that right now okay um so then so what happens is I stopped confessing I stopped doing anything for healing because I did it for so many years. I stopped doing homeopathic treatment. I stopped any type of treatment, anything. And I stopped doing things that I used to fight for to get it. I stopped everything probably, oh, I guess when I stopped with that probably like five years ago. I mean, I randomly went to that chiropractor every now and then and I did massages. Um, but I stopped with anything I tried to treat my stomach with. I stopped with anything homeopathic, all chiropractors, um, prayer. People just would be pushy about prayer, but honestly, I would never ask people to pray for my neck, my migraines, my stomach, because to me, there's no point at that point. When you've had that long and that many experiences, you just stop and you kind of just live with it. So that's what a lot of people are doing. You just learn how to function with, with the issues that you have. So that's why I did. Started five years ago. So here comes to... Twenty Twenty March, and and I was called to just so many years of obedience of my ministry with no result. So repetitively doing these things over and over and over again, sessions, training, teachings, curriculums, books, you know, going out to a leader, meeting with him, ministering to him, but this event over here and doing it all sick all the whole time. And then you have in March, when I get back from Arizona, then God starts telling me that something was about to shift with this territorial demon. Which, if people want to understand what the heck I'm talking about, you got to go to my last other podcast. The ones with the dates and the one that says Doctrine of Balaam. Going to explain what the territorial spirit was going on this last year. And that when this, as this was shifting, God started saying something's going to shift off of you and the warfare that's been on you your whole life and I'm going to heal your whole your whole body. Ugh. Ugh. and this was a personal word word from him. People say, "Well, how do you hear him?" Well, you know what, when you've been alone as long as I have and obedient to him, he's the only one that I talk to. So, you start to hear him pretty clear at that point. So, dreams he it was through dreams and he was putting on my heart like obsessing with Daniel nine. That's where it came out. I don't know if that needs to go in the book. If that, that's a note you can figure out because that's how he brought it up to me was Daniel nine and 10 about the Prince of um, Persia and the Prince of Greece and Daniel standing. And so all I'm just going to refer to that is that God was showing me like Daniel being under Babylon at the time, Daniel was an Israelite under babylon the nation of babylon he was under a territorial god and you see it very clear with the prince of persia that is referred to people should go look at this this is in daniel i believe nine and ten maybe eleven and that god was saying that 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 people's call sometimes they're going to come under oppression and and warfare based on their call because of what they're called to do for the church and it's going to be a higher call apostolic call and um that that's all over scripture. I'm not going to break that down right now, but it is all over scripture. Should I break? uh, Maybe. No, no, I'm not going to go into that. I'm going to go on a whole other tangent. (laughs) Have a whole other book of territorials. (laughs) I need to stop. (laughs) I won't go into that. I don't even know if that can go go into it. So that's how God starts showing me. So this is what's going to happen. This is going to shift. I start getting into the Daniel 9. Then, then having the dreams and the dreams warn that they're going to be painful, that the healing is going to be painful because my body is infected and it's going to, it's going to be, it, God showed me it was going to be like a detox to my body. And why am I sharing this much detail for people? Because people need to look at healing differently. We have made healing like, oh my gosh, this quick, easy, this minister does it, you're instantly, it happens and then you find out that person, it came back. I just wonder how many healing testimonies we have heard publicly that didn't stay and you did and nobody tells it because they're only telling in that moment what happened you never heard what happened to them a year later I cannot I can promise you like 80% 80% probably returned on a person and I just I just know it I know it from my own experience I know it from things I've seen and from this experience especially we have to look at healing differently because My healing was a year of pain because of what God was flushing out of my body. So how do we look at that? Like, this is why I want to break it down for people who don't understand that there's things in your body that have have ingrained themselves physically in you because of your mind and because of your past. And until this stuff gets addressed to understand that the perfected healing of God is not something that continues to return on you over and over and over again, that you can't live free of it. That is not God's will now God allowed me to live many years with this because now I can share my story and because of the trauma I lived in so it just was a result of trauma It was not him doing it it's the result of sin in this world and I'm I'm gonna break down Romans 8 through this book Um, so that is the intro to my background with healing sickness in my family line, watching God release it. How can we look at healing differently? How can you continue to stand even when you're in pain and suffering? How can we see God in suffering? Um, and to help you walk through to expect, pe- to expect God's, God's healing hand on you without a minister doing it, but from, from just him. So that's going to go into the second chapter. So this will be the first one. So um, I think that's good to close out this first one. Is that enough? Mm -hmm. And so the next ones that I'm going to do, I'm going to go into, so here's the next one, what it's going to be. I'm going to go into explaining more of, I guess, what happens to the body through this stuff. And I'm going to give examples. I'm going to give some stories. And then I'm going to use scripture. I'm going to talk about, Maybe more generational sickness, illness. Um, John nine, and how anger, resentment, things like that. And then I'm going to de be debunking word of faith. <laughs> I just said it. I've never said what the denomination is, and that's because I was very indoctrinated with word of faith, and I know this that theology like the back of my hand too. And I'm gonna debunk some of the the ways that healing is taught. Um, the theology behind it, the works mentality, how that flips you into witchcraft. I'm going to go after that Um, and shift your mind towards faith, suffering, and then Jesus. So that's the, that's the first one. And yeah, stay tuned.